Welcome to the Rocky Retirement Show. I'm your host, Kathy Klein, and today we're talking about connecting spiritually. You might not affiliate yourself with any one religion, or you might consider yourself to be, quote, spiritual, end quote. This episode is not trying to convert you. We're just trying to spark your creativity on how you can connect more to your own spiritual side. If you listen to the show, you know that I'm a follower of Christ, but I wasn't always, and even today, I'm considered a bit unorthodox by many of my Christian friends. After all, I've had topics on the show that many Christians would not touch. Now, much of what I believe today is influenced by what I was taught as a child, which doesn't necessarily match what others think. This might be you. So today, I'm going to tell you what I personally do to connect spiritually with God. You can take some of it for yourself, or you can leave it. That's up to you. But before we dive in, I wanted to tell you that this episode is brought to you by the Baby Boomers 30-Day Journal. This write-in journal helps you keep your life on track by tracking what's important. These are the six pillars of retirement lifestyle that we've talked about on the show, and one of those pillars is spirituality. Now, you can get the journal by heading on over to Amazon.com and searching the Baby Boomers 30-Day Journal, written by Katherine Klein. So, let's go ahead and begin. Connect with nature. So, I wanted to talk about something that anyone can do, and that's connect with nature. When I'm feeling disconnected, frustrated, or basically just unspiritual, I tend to want to go outside. I've talked about this a little bit before on the show. I like going outside and standing in the daylight. I was raised partially in Alaska where there wasn't much sunlight and I craved it and I thrive where I have daylight and sunshine. So I like to go outside And right now my thing is to go check out my milkweed plants and search for my little baby monarch caterpillars. But just being outside, soaking up the sunshine, makes me feel more connected to God and more spiritual. Now I know I'm lucky where I live because not only is it sunny most of the year, but I also look out on open space in my backyard. What that means is that no one can build on the land behind me as it's set aside for wildlife. The set aside is only 400 feet, but right now I have a whole entire mountain behind me. In fact, sometimes I hear hikers back there. It actually sometimes scares me because I don't know, like, are they smoking or are they riding? Sometimes I hear them riding some kind of vehicles and I am... Many times when I hear them afraid that they're going to start a fire, I live in fire country. But that's not really part of what we're talking about today. Let's talk about connecting when I'm outside. 
So when I go outside, in addition to the sunshine, I love listening to the birds. The birds sing, and it doesn't matter if it's cloudy or sunny. Something about the singing of the birds that just calms me down and helps me connect spiritually to God. I don't even have to talk to God. I'm just there in his presence. Wherever I go, I listen for the birds, even in urban areas. There's usually a few around chirping, and if we listen carefully, we can hear them. Even crows cawing, you know, that sound they make, caw, or whatever that, I don't know, crows make all kinds of weird sounds, but even crows can help soothe my spirit sometimes. Listening for wildlife around us can bring us spiritual connections that we don't have in our busy urban lives. You know what's interesting? I've been training myself to listen for the last couple of years. What you might not know is that this can be really difficult for me because I consider myself to be hard of hearing. Now, my hearing issues are usually when I'm in a crowded room, the talking all runs together and I have a hard time making out individual conversations. So it's tough for me sometimes to be in big groups of people. But since I've been training myself to listen, I can actually now hear the sounds <laughs> of my worms eating. I know that sounds gross. Okay, you're like, okay, Kathy, what are you talking about? Okay, I have a worm farm in my backyard. It's kind of like a worm condo. It's this plastic apparatus that where you put shredded uh, paper, you put this uh, compound called core. And that's basically comes from coconut shells. And I usually put some potting soil or some dirt in it and put water in it, mix it up, and then I will put my worms in there. And the worms, they they love that little container and they make more worms. And well, anyway, I'll, I'll tell you, I started this When I first started growing organic vegetables and I didn't want to put chemicals in my garden, I don't really grow vegetables anymore. Um, I'm just too busy with this podcast and with, you know, the stress of Les's condition and just, you know, I still work. So I don't really grow that anymore. But now I just grow milkweed, which is, it's kind of like a, it's, it's a flower, with a lot of leaves on it. And I grow it for the monarch butterfly caterpillars to eat. It's so funny because when I was growing vegetables, I wanted to keep the caterpillars off my vegetables. And now I'm trying to attract caterpillars. I know, I know. It's, I I, I know. So anyway, even after I stopped growing the vegetables, I kept the worm farm. There's something about watching them and feeding them and sort of seeing how they take food scraps and turn it into compost that relaxes me. And now at night when I go out to feed them, I can actually hear them eating. Yesterday, I was outside and I could hear the flutter of the butterfly's wing when it flew by me. And there was a time that I never would have heard any of that, not because I'm hard of hearing, but because I wasn't listening. I wasn't listening to nature And now all of this listening is bringing me closer to God. Perhaps if you listen more to nature, it will open your spirituality as well. Color meditating. Now, you probably don't know what this is because it's something that 
I kind of created. Now, if it's out there, then that's great, but nobody taught me to do this. This is something that I do on my own. So I attend church almost every week, and I create these drawings out of the words that the pastor says. Sometimes I found that by drawing out the words, it helps me concentrate and remember what he's saying. Now, you have to understand that my pastor is a great public speaker. He's funny. He connects with the audience. We, I think we get about 120 to 150 people. So it's a small church. But even with a great pastor, I still have a difficult time concentrating. And I'll have to admit it, even staying awake during the sermons. And this was a big problem. So one day I was reading something about how doodling helps you concentrate more. And it's so funny because when we were in school, the teachers always told us not to doodle, that we had to pay attention. But now they're doing studies that shows that doodling helps you pay attention. So anyway, I'm not sure if it's because during the week I'm really busy and on Sundays, I tend to decompress. After church, I will often take a two to three hour nap. I know, makes me sound old, doesn't it? <laughs> oh, well. Okay, so I guess this is why we're supposed to rest on the Sabbath day. Now, remember, we Christians don't actually keep a quote Sabbath. I think what we do is called the Lord's Day. Because it's on a Sunday and not a Saturday. Anyway, back to the drawings. So I call this mind mapping. Now, my husband last videotaped me drawing during a service a while back, and I will try to upload that to YouTube and link it to the show notes so you can watch it if you're interested. I actually owe my pastor this drawing. He He's the one that asked me to do it, and we did it, but we never gave it to him. So Pastor Jim, if you're listening, hopefully we'll get that uploaded for you. So here's how I do it. I start with a blank sheet of paper and I put the date in the upper right hand side. Then I take the name of the sermon because we get a little handout that tells us the name and I write it in the middle of the page. Then I'll either draw a box or a cloud or some kind of drawing around the name of the sermon and that's where I start. Okay, so then during the sermon when the pastor says something that sticks in my mind, I'll write it on the page. And then I'll draw a bubble or a box or something around it. This continues while I'm listening to the sermon until my page is full. And that usually signifies the end of the sermon. So then I'm sort of done, but I'm not really done. I'll take it home and I'll put it in a plastic sleeve. And it'll sit there usually. It might sit there for a couple weeks. But at some point, I'll start to do what I call color meditating. What this means is that I'll then pull that, that drawing out and I take my box of colored pencils and I'll start to color each individual bubble with different colors. I usually will come up with a color theme before I start. But as I color, I meditate on what the words say. So I'm meditating on what was said and how I can change my own life to match what was said. This act of coloring gives me a chance to reconnect with the message. I then am able to remember what was said, and I contemplate whether I have actually made any changes and what I should do. When I'm finished, I have a little piece of art that helps me remember my faith. 
Now, I know this is an unorthodox way that I connect with my own spirituality. And often, one of my quick goals that I give myself when I'm writing in my 30-day Baby Boomer journal is to color meditate for 15 minutes or 30 minutes or however much time I think I'm going to have. I mean, sometimes I'll do it for a whole hour. But usually I try to give myself a 15-minute goal. So what do you think your daily goal might be in the spirituality area of your life? So if you're near a computer or uh, if you're at home, pause this podcast right now, head over to the show notes, and let me know now what your daily spirituality goal is. And I'll wait for you to come back after you tell me what your goal is. Okay, we're back. I hope you were able to do that. Let's go on to the next item. Talk to God while I'm driving. I know, sounds weird. Another thing that I do is talk to God while I'm driving. So I often will have drive time of 20 to 30 minutes. And I find that talking to God about what's going on in my life helps me clear my head. It helps me to focus on what I'm doing well in my life and also what I should be changing to make the world a better place. This could be called praying, but it's really a conversation because I don't say, you know, the these and the thous. And I also don't think it's one-sided. Many times I've received guidance from these one-sided conversations. One time I was having one of these conversations with God and something told me, I don't remember exactly what it was, but basically I was able to avoid a, a an, an automobile accident. And of course, afterwards, I was so thankful. But anyway, so I do, I do feel that they're sometimes two-sided. Now, many times it's just me talking to God. He doesn't really talk back to me, but sometimes I feel like he does. Okay. Now, another thing that I do is try to list the things that I'm grateful for. For me, this is really difficult. I tend to take a lot of things for granted, but I am trying. This is this is why I added the gratitude section to the journal. I know you might think that I wrote the journal for you, but really, I, I wrote this for me. These are the things that I need to work on. So what I have started doing is trying to go through the alphabet. So in the journal now, I'm not talking about while I'm driving, but in the journal on the day one, I'll think of something I'm grateful for that starts with the letter A. On the second day, we'll try the letter B and so forth. So if you're having trouble coming up with something that you're grateful for, try that. I stole it from a, <laughs> I stole it from a visiting pastor at our church and now you can steal it from me. And Best of all, this kind of stealing won't get you into any trouble. (laughs) Okay, on to the next item. Attending church. So our path to find the perfect church that worked for us was pretty long one. First of all, we were not the perfect Christian couple. And so it was hard for us. Well, I shouldn't talk about less me. I definitely wasn't the perfect Christian person. And so it was hard for me to start attending, but I wanted to give you an idea of my path. I started by listening to a show. I don't exactly consider it to be a church show, but it did start me on my path 
as an adult. And that show was called The Jesus Show out of KFI in Los Angeles. Its producer takes on the persona of Jesus and answers questions the way he thinks Jesus would. So this piqued my interest enough to make me want to learn more. And that's when we started trying to find a church that fit our needs. It was really hard. But after several years of church hopping, we finally found the perfect church. For us, that meant a couple of things. First of all, a pastor that we could both relate to. It meant a certain type of music that wasn't too loud. So personally, I did not want a rock band, even though I'm in my early 50s. Uh, So most people would think, oh, well, she wants to go to one of the modern churches. I wanted to hear the words. And when we went to the church that we go to now, we fell in love with the people. They were really warm. They were friendly. And I imagine that this was how the people were back when the early church started. But I have to be honest, just because I like the church doesn't mean that I always feel like attending. In fact, now I hope my pastor doesn't hear this, but I almost never want to go. For me, it's kind of like the gym. (laughs) I never want to go. But I always feel better after going. Now, whether it's a warm smile from someone or something I heard from the pulpit, I've never regretted actually getting up early and going to church. So let's talk about Bible apps. When I first started my journey, I listened to these CDs with, what do you call it? It's like not animated, but the Bible in a format, um, like a, like a, uh, what do you call it? <laughs> you know, um, when people act it out, sorry, my brain's not working right now, but now I have an app. So the app lets me read and li- listen to the Bible on my phone. I can do either or both. And that's helpful because I don't like carrying around a Bible. It's just too bulky. And my phone now has the entire Bible on it, both an audio version and in written form. I use something called NIV. I don't know what that stands for, but basically it's in my language, not King James. I've never been able to understand the King James version. And I figure if I don't understand it, I'm not getting anything from it. And honestly, it just puts me to sleep. So I listen to the Bible in my own language, and that's today's language. And I have probably listened to the Bible over 10 times, the entire Bible. And I find that now I understand the stories better than many people who have been attending church for years, maybe 30, 40, 50 years. I will mention a story that's in the Bible. They don't know what I'm talking about. Funny thing my pastor does. But I tend to know what these stories are now. And so I'm so grateful that I live in the time of technology when I'm able to do this. And when you think about it, the early church, they didn't read. Nobody knew how to read. These were all oral stories. And so I'm learning the way that people did back in the Bible days. Finally, I listen to others, but I make the final decision about my relationship with God. So I don't let a TV evangelist, I don't let an author 
or anyone decide for me how I'm going to participate in my own relationship with God. For example, let's talk about a subject that can be awkward, and that is marijuana. A lot of Christians do not believe that you should smoke marijuana or take marijuana for medicinal purposes, and yet they drink. So when I was growing up, we didn't do any of that. We didn't drink or smoke or anything. We felt, uh, my religion at the time felt that that was all sort of against God's word. But now I look at the Bible and it says any herb is here for you to eat or to utilize or whatever. And I don't understand why so many Christians are so anti-cannabis when there's been a lot of studies show that it is medically helpful. So I make my own decision on that. That is not something that I let other Christians tell me what my belief should be. So I don't want to tell you what your belief should be. I don't want to tell you how to practice your spirituality. This episode was just to spark your interest in other ways that you can become more spiritual. Now, if you've made it to the end, (laughs) I hope that you can take away something that helps you. But most of all, you might have some ideas that I haven't thought of. Help me out. Head on over to the show notes and share how you make your life more spiritual. Feel free to share one of your daily goals. We talked about that before. You can share it on the show notes at rockyourretirement.com, or you can also share it in our Facebook group if that's where you hang out. But most of all, I wanted to thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time on the Rock Your Retirement Show. Oh, wait, I wanted to thank you again for listening to the Rocky Retirement Show. If you're a new listener, a good place to start is episode 116. This explains the six pillars of retirement lifestyle and our general philosophy. Episodes 1 through 236 can be thought of as an encyclopedia. These are topics that may or may not be interesting to you. You can listen to the ones that you're interested in and forget the rest until the issue becomes an issue for you. And that's okay. I actually don't recommend starting with episode one and working through until the most recent. That's actually not how the show was designed. Of course, if you want to do that so you can see how the show changed over time, you're welcome to. Now, starting in August... Actually, August 31st of 2020, we changed the format of the show. The monthly episodes starting with 237 follow a real retiree from her pre-announcement through her first year of retirement. There might be bonus episodes, but we're committed to monthly. If you've enjoyed any of our past shows or the show that you've just listened to and you want to support us, you can do so in any of the four ways. One, share this episode with a friend or family member who needs to hear it. This is the most important way that people find us. 
Since our audience is typically older, we grow by having our listeners share our episodes with others. Two, subscribe to or follow the show using whatever podcast catcher you're listening on right now. Now, if you're listening on your computer, you can listen on your smartphone by going to Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, iHeartRadio, Spotify. I mean, I believe on all of them. If you can't find us on the podcast catcher that you'd like to use, send us a note on the website at rockyourretirement.com and we'll make sure that we get on your favorite podcast app. But basically, what you do is you download the app and then you search for the show and when you find it, you'll hit subscribe. Make sure it's the Rock Your Retirement Show and that you hear my voice when you listen. Um, Actually, there were some episodes where Henry Shapiro was a guest. Uh, we, We actually downloaded some of his episodes. So if you hear him, it's probably still the the same show. There were maybe 34 or 35 episodes back in the beginning that we hosted on our show uh, when he decided to leave podcasting. Number three, how you can support us is by leaving a review. Whatever podcast app you're listening to normally has the option of leaving a review, either a written review saying how great the show is or just with stars. Five stars is typically the best. And of course, we're shooting for those five-star reviews. And if you tell us why you like the show, what you liked about it, it's actually easier for other people to understand what the show's about. A lot of people, when they find our show, they think it's about money. And of course, by now, you know that it's not. Number four, if you'd like to support us financially, of course, we're always appreciative of that. Just go to rockyourretirement.com slash support, and it will take you to our page where you can support us financially. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time on Rock Your Retirement. Bye.